Um, okay, are you ready? Do you know your line? Do I know my line? <laughs> yes, I know my line. <laughs> Hi, y'all. I'm Molly. And I'm Megan. And we're two good friends. No, we're two best friends from Cincinnati, Ohio. We're here to talk to you all about our love of musical theater. Throughout our shows, we will be discussing some of our favorite shows in depth. We'll be talking about facts of that show, casting choices, the songs, and whatever else we want. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the musical theater. Um, born of the cold and winter air and mountain rain combined. This icy force, both foul and far, has a frozen heart worth mining. So cut to the god, Donna. <laughs> out of all of the songs. <laughs> I chose that one. <laughs> it's a really great opening in the movie. I love it in the movie. I They don't use that at all no. in the show. Because it's like, we know that Kristoff is an... It is a. It's already um, established. It's a, yeah. It's already you know. So yeah, they don't really like show him growing up. He's grown up when it when he enters. Right. The show's not about him. It's about Anna and Elsa. It sure so is. Clearly, we're talking about Frozen. Everyone, Frozen the musical, which I, I will know. end up talking about the movies. Yeah. I mean, they're in the same universe. Mm-hmm. So there, one informs the other. Yeah. And I will stick by. They wrote all three, they wrote the two movies and the musical at the same time as the movie because there mm-hmm. are some things that happen in the stage show that lead to knowing what's going to happen in Frozen 2. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that after, I. when did Frozen 2 come out? Frozen 2 came out last November of twenty. 20- yeah, uh, yeah, late November of 2019, because I know I bought my tickets ahead of time, and I only could go on one date because of Winterfest. Okay. So I went, like, so, opening weekend. Okay. So that means we both saw the musical in New York before Frozen 2 came out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 100%. Did we see Frozen 2 together? I feel like we saw I'm it. So, I just burped. I'm so sorry if you heard that. I did not hear that. Um, I don't think we saw Frozen 2 together. I know I went and saw it with my mom and my sister. I might have gone a second time with you, but I also think I only saw it once in theaters. Because, like, last November and December, I was super busy. Right. So pro- we probably didn't. Didn't. How? Frozen. Um, because, you know, it's something that closed during the pandemic. Uh, but we'll, we're, we are not going to touch on that yet. We're not going to start. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. So as always, uh, some history and facts about the show. Um, it was based off of the 2013 movie with the same name, uh, which both the movie and the musical have music and lyrics by Kristen Anderson Lopez and her husband, Robert Lopez. The funniest thing about this, I this is something I always think about, is that Robert Lopez you know, wrote these beautiful songs for Frozen. They also wrote Remember Remember Me from Coco. Um, but Robert Lopez on his own and like with other friends wrote the Book of Mormon and Avenue Q. Yeah. And it's like you got those at one end. Too drastically. Disney different. at the other. It just it baffles me and it like makes me laugh every time I think about it. 
Um, the book is by Jennifer Lee, who I did not know. She wrote and directed both Frozen and Frozen 2. So oh. she knew the storyline. She knew what she was doing. Which that is a fact. Like That's, that's such a now, thing, though. That's so Disney. Oh, yes. Totally Disney. But like now it makes even more sense to me that she wrote the movies and she wrote the musical. That way the ties Them both are happening together. for a reasoning. Of, right. reason, of reasoning both things they're they're tied together for a reason rather than someone read the script for frozen one and tried to interpret it and interpret it and then she was like okay now i'm gonna write frozen two like you she probably had like storyboards like this is what i want to happen mm-hmm. um wow yeah, right I'm, away. I'm not shocked that makes me happy mm-hmm I love Frozen. I miss Frozen. I can't. I, I can't think about that right now. I'll start crying. It is literally <laughs> eight eighteen, and I've been up since three thirty. I'll cry. Um, but the, so the movie was re- uh, the Frozen movie was released November twenty second of twenty thirteen, and mm-hmm. by January of twenty fourteen, the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, said that the musical was in development with Disney theatricals. Um. And it was also, it's also noted that the musical was in talk, like, the, they already were talking about there being a musical before the movie was even released in 2013. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, as someone who loves the Frozen franchise, it I'm just not surprised sense. because you got two really good female characters. That's such a Disney thing. And, like, the two current shows at the time to me weren't like a female-led show right well that's also another reason we'll why get we'll get either. we'll get to that later <laughs> so about it, like this is the reason why yes um they shut it down yeah <laughs> i'm so mad at you disney theatricals but Still, please hire me. Anyways, um, in 2016, it was announced that Alex Timbers would be the director, Peter Darling as choreographer, and Stephen Orimus as the music supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Timbers only did the um, workshops, and then they decided something else. They went with somebody else. Alex Timbers did, uh, I want to say he's Beetlejuice and Moulin Rouge. That sounds right. I feel like that's what it is because I was like, wow, how iconic to have two great musicals on it sounds... Broadway at the same time. I'm Googling it right now. I think now. that's it. Yes. Okay. I'm right. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but so anyways, um, and the first developmental lab took place in May of 2016. And... Um, the leads that opened on Broadway were all the same, like the same people from that first lab, except for Elsa. That Elsa was Betsy Wolf. And I have to say, I'm very happy that they changed Elsa's, but you didn't hear that from me, but you did because I'm recording. This role was made. <laughs> it was. For- it was made for- <laughs> Hold on, let me get that, so let me get that voice back. <laughs> this role. Of Elsa was made for Casey Leafy. Mm-hmm. And part of that is from her from two shows that I want to directly reference is in hair. 
<laughs> one of the songs she sings, Easy to Be Hard, is a hard song to sing because you have to have softness while also... We've talked about this in one of our episodes emotional before. Reaction. We have. <laughs> we have. But I want to, like, circle back to it. Yeah. And I think that's not that much different from what is required in Frozen, where she has to play being timid, not timid. What word do I want to um, Closed I off. Would, yeah, closed off, shut down. Exactly. So she has to, she has to play someone who's dampening her emotions while she at the same time is feeling a lot. Mm-hmm. And that does come out in a lot of the bigger songs that she sings. Yes. And so I don't think that's not that much different from what she's had to do in past roles. Yes. I where she's like- had to Go ahead, sorry. No, I think I, gonna... I think we talked about this in the Wicked episode because I had said like I, I love her and like she played Elphaba there. And I mm-hmm. mean of course Idina Menzel voiced Elsa in Frozen. That's why I think I liked it to begin with. Um and there are parallels between Elphaba and Elsa and they both have the I have to act like I'm someone else, but I'm really this thing. And Casey's voice is just miraculous for the role. Like justice. And I always I always talk about this when I talk about ghost because that's where I learned of Casey from. I'm echoing. You're not echoing on my end. You are not on mute on Zoom. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I joined without audio. How is this? I'll mute you. I'm in charge. Thank you. Yeah, mine says join audio. I haven't joined with audio. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Well, it's hmm. gone. Maybe it's just because I'm talking too loud. I'll talk a little softer because it's not giving me the option to mute you. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't join with audio. <sighs> Dang. Okay. Well, um, she's just got that that gentle, like calm tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels uh, powerful. It feels it's gentle, it's calm, and you can feel the strength within it. Yes, and it it's very nice because it, it's strength. There's strength, strength right there. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. But then it also like because it's calm, it like teeters. Like, is it gonna break? Where is she going? With- uh, Apple my, watch just, my Apple Watch just yelled at me because I didn't understand when I said uh, that. That's a mood. I didn't understand <laughs> what I said either. <laughs> Your Apple Watch yelling at you, big. That's big twenty twenty vibes. Um, but like when you think about in dangerous to dream, she's got a. She's like freaking out. Oh yeah. Because I have this this big coronation to do, and like. In there, and they, her voice right. is so good. But is is she gonna break? Or is she gonna power through it? You don't know until the song continues. Uh, it's, Mwah. I love Casey and her voice, and I want to have that kind of voice. Thank As you. I was making like the top five for each act for the songs, this is the one time I was writing. I'm like Molly and I might match. You did a top a five for each act. Oh shoot! We did that for we Hamilton. only did that for Hamilton because it's so long. Damn it! Damn it! Okay, I'm. Uh, uh. <sighs> <laughs> you can you can give me that. I'll take that. I'll, how about 
Or when we get there, you can reorder. I'll, I'll reorder. Okay. Because I, 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 I told you, I did. I have a top five and an honorable mention. <laughs> I was good this time. <laughs> I was not. Whatever, this, whatever this you want to put down. It's okay. Whatever you want to put down, I. No, it's good. We'll, 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 we'll make it work. Um. Okay. Well, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I still have to be thinking about it. I know. Because not everyone can make varsity. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I do, and I do have to say this was a hard one because I was like, man, that's really a good song. Like, that's when they get stuck in my head. But every single song. <laughs> yeah, uh, every single Even song. Even the opener. Oh. I'm like, yeah, vibes. Uh, but, uh, so that's like where the tears start on the CD. Um, it's where they happened in the theater too. Yeah. Well, it's oh not my, a minute, the actual minute that curtain rose and the Anna and Elsa were on the stage, I let out a sob. I was sitting next to a little girl that was dressed as Elsa. That's a mood. And what, not watching her watch it, but being able to, cause she was on the other side. Yeah, to witness what she was witnessing. But she was on the younger side, so sometimes she would go, oh, is that that? Like, that's Olaf. It made that's my experience cute. so much better. And that's, that's – I love it. It was so cute. It was – that's one of the aspects of theater that I love is you're able to have a collective event and see and read how it impacts people in different ways. Mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, I think about that little girl every time I listen to the let it to let it go because she's like, oh, as soon as the costume change happens, like, girl, we <laughs> were all shook in that theater. Yes, yes. Oh, oh my god! Like her face was priceless. It was like a big oh, like oh, and I was like, mine too, except literal tears, like, yeah. sobbing as well. Um. Okay, so back to, so previews, it was, not previews, the first. The first lab was Betsy Wolf, Patty. um, Oh, I was actually wrong about this. I didn't read my notes. Um, The Kristoff at the first lab um, was, I can never say his first name, so we're calling him Oak. Onodowin? Onodowin. Hercules Mulligan from Hamilton. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that either because he's got mm, him singing What Do You Know About Love? Like, I hope I can find a video of that somewhere. Uh, Just because his voice is very, it's very low and very, like, calm, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was the Kristoff. But then other than that, from what I've seen, the other, like, leading actors were the same. That's Um, interesting. Hmm, How do I want to say this? Because... In a lot of interviews that Patty has given, she said that, oh, okay, this would be for the out-of-town tryouts, I guess. Yeah, the out-of-town. Casey was hired before Patty, and Patty was like, well, I actually came in after her, but she actually physically did a reading of it before Casey. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to say, in the out-of-town, everyone from Denver shifted to Broadway. Right. So... Yeah, Patty was a part of the production beforehand. 
But she almost wasn't either. I know. I know. She's like another role that was created for somebody, like perfect for for somebody. Patty. Patty is Anna. Well, we share a mutual classmate who thinks the reverse, and I am shook by it. Well, that's because she is a young lady who played Anna in Disney. Right, specifically in Disney World. Yeah, whereas, and we all know how I feel about age in theater. Patty, (laughs) to me, Patty looks older than Casey. I don't know what it is about it. So, like, wouldn't be my first option based on looks. But otherwise, like, Patty Muren's personality and the way that she plays Anna, amazing. It's perfect. It's perfect. I couldn't do a dream cast for this show because I, I want the original. Original. Actually, if, I, in wait. my notes, I say, um, no dream cast, just the original or the cast I saw. I, if I were to see it again, I want who I saw. So I had Casey Levy and Patty Murin, but I had the understudy of Olaf. Ryan Redman was out that day. Oh, so yeah. if I were to see it again, I want to see it with Ryan. She was awesome. That's what I've heard, and I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, anyway, some more history. Um, the, um, after at least that lap, maybe a few more, they changed the directors to Michael Grin- Grandage, and mm-hmm. the choreographer became Rod Ashford. Um, I didn't write whatever they did, so I'm sorry. We're just going to not talk about that. They did Frozen. Yeah, they did Frozen. I know that. <laughs> um, no, but that's all you need to know is they, they did this. Yeah, they did this. They did this. I love it. They did this well. I, 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 just, I love Frozen. Um, I should have got my Frozen cup out. Opportunity uh, missed. Like, that was a show that I was like, you know what? I'm paying this expensive price for this Sprite. No, I, I, I got a Shirley Temple, and I had to explain to the bartender how to not make it alcoholic. You just leave, what is it, rum out? You just leave the alcohol out. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I had no idea. And I would be like, you're a bartender? Have you never been to a West Side Catholic wedding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the reception. <laughs> um, I'm they, so Wait, for... But Frozen is a kid. There's a lot of kids. Exactly. That's why I was shook. Maybe they. Yeah, we're just going to leave it. We're going to leave that Maybe thought. he knows it is something else, but I've always known that a dirty Shirley, if you get it without alcohol, it's called a Shirley Temple. Like, I just. Yeah. But make Temple. me a bartender. <laughs> I would actually love to be a bartender at a show because I love talking to people about the show. Yeah. Um, but you got to get a lot of people. In and out of that line. Yeah. You gotta be quick. I'm panicking. It's fine. Uh, Frozen had three Tony nominations. Um, Unfortunately, they didn't win, but I love it. A Crime, right? What was all that year? We're gonna Google this right now. For reference, I wrote in my notes, never won a Tony, question mark, a crime, exclamation point with crime, underscored. Um, I, I forget what all the, the they had no, they had no like individual nominations for like best actress, best song. Like, um, their oh. noms were for best musical, best book, and best original score. Let me see what all. What year is this? Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. This is the year I was pissed off. 
because <laughs> that was because there it is. The there it is. Oh, it one. What and one? I was like, the band's visit won against this, this, and this. Um, and I, but I also, this is the Tony season I was upset about because I was like, all of these shows, all the shows in the 2018 Tony Awards were, sh- were shows based off of movies. And as we've discussed, I've recently realized I actually really love musicals based off of movies. You do um, love a good movie musical. I do, and I I didn't even realize it until, like, I looked at some of my favorite musicals, and I was like, oh, those are based off of movies. I didn't know. Um, Well, you know. But, like, this was the year that the band's visit swept everything. The three categories Frozen was up for. Right. They swept it. And um, I haven't seen or listened to the band's visit yet. But from what I've heard is either people really enjoy it or they're just, it's not for them. Um, so I know I'd listened to a few songs when they came up on my Spotify playlists, but that was another, sh- like some shows I feel like I have to see it mm-hmm. to really get it. And like that right. was when I was looking forward to see this season. God. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a little bummed. But I was so excited. To see Frozen with you at the Aronoff. Because, you know, we would have got on a nice date, got really good food. Mm-hmm. Not at Walburn's. Probably Chipotle. Probably Chipotle. <laughs> and then we would have splurged for really good seats. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was one that I was like, I will get that first row of the Loge. I will sit in the same spot as I sit to watch Elphaba fly to watch that dress get snatched off. This was the show where, yeah. And, uh, like, I was going to see it multiple times. Like, I had already already dedicated some time to seeing it because I was like, oh, my gosh, this will be – I know I'm going to get a Christmas present for my sister for this, but I'm also going to buy my own ticket so that I can see it multiple times. And, like, it'll be a nice reward for myself after Winterfest, being busy all the time and not being able to do anything else. And, like, now here we are. Thank you, 2020. And my plan was to be in New York at this time. So mine was, okay, I'm going to come home for the holidays and I'll come home again to see Frozen. Yeah. But now I'm I'm home, but there's no theater. Um, on Facebook now, have you seen a lot of people that are like interested in Hamilton, March something, something, something at the end? Honey, that ain't, yeah. I've seen and I, like, I want to like, I Honey, that's share not that and be like, this is not happening. You think if Broadway's not opening, they're looking to let their tours happen? No. With Come on. <laughs> right. What was it? Yesterday, the day before, they said one of the vaccines has shown in the trial stage like 90% effectiveness, which is really good. Yeah. Um, but you still have to give, if it gets approved, 18 plus months to two years for it for it to reach the, not the entire population but the majority of the population yeah. so i think we'll be really lucky to see theater back in january of 2022 realistically I know. yep and it makes me so sad it does i was talking to some, i forget who it was the other day and they said something about like something about sports and I was like yeah I guess it's been really nice to be a sports fan during the year of 2020 because um your season still happened 
And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I enjoy theater. I have not seen a live show. I don't even know. Have we discussed what the last show that we both saw? I have it written down. I feel like we've... No, it was the last last time that I saw a live show in person. Um, I saw, we saw a catered affair together. Was it, I would say, I think it was a catered affair, and that was two weeks before. Because that was in, that was in March, because. It might have been end of February. No, we saw it March 1st. Did we see Peanut, um, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, before that? The week, I think we saw it the week before. We saw your good man um, on the 23rd. Okay. And I had seen Meet Me in St. Louis on the 27th. Right. But I have to say, my last um, professional show was Les Mis. So, like, what a way to go out. But also, very depressed. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. I just start crying right now. <sighs> all right back to <laughs> we're so bad at sidetracking <laughs> okay uh, fine yeah. it's like we're, we're okay. okay for me people should know me by now right. uh, okay so some productions of this we had the denver production it was the mm-hmm. pre-broadway it was two months long it had all the same leads as but before it changed to broadway 30 percent of the show changed yes which is crazy to me I'm happy those costumes changed, though. That, like, the dress that she was wearing in that monster video I sent you, I was like, what is this? Not a fan. That's not cute. And then they put a a pantsuit. (laughs) Like, that pantsuit inspired Frozen 2, I think. I think they straight up were like, look at that. She's wearing pants. This Elsa can wear pants, too. Oh, yeah. But I'm also sad because, like, I love in Frozen 1 how she wears the dress the entire time and then, like, goes to defeat prince hans at the end well not really to defeat prince hans she's trying to find her sister um but in the process in the with the dress on and like iconic that's what i love to see it is and like i love that dress and you know how much that dress probably cost to make for it to be worn under a costume and then shown for like five minutes it's probably a fifty thousand dollar dress like the hand beating on that dress is that much alone. Well, isn't isn't the um, Act Two Alphabet dress a twenty five thousand dollar dress? I'm not sure the number, but I know it's very expensive because there's very fabric and it's custom made. It is custom made. And the dress there's a lot is, of detail, a lot of hand beating. So she's like forty pounds. Yeah, that's a heavy. That's a heavy dress. That's a heavy dress. Um, and then they took out a lot of songs. I was uh, I did a Q and A session through Broadway Weekends with mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna get her name correctly I wrote it down with um, Ayla Schwartz who is the original one of the original young Elsas mm-hmm. and she said there used to be a song that young Elsa sang and I never knew that hmm. and she's like during tech for Broadway they kept taking it in and out. And then they ultimately decided to get rid of it. What's interesting to me, sort of in the same vein as taking stuff in and out of previews, is 
once it opened, it had mixed reviews among the theater critics. As I have in front of me right now, um, it's the Broadway show received mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Jesse Green of the New York Times called the show rousing, often dull, alternately dopey. So my response to that is... Wrong. <laughs> or they, they are wrong. I don't know if Everyone can have their opinions. Right. Everyone can have their opinions. But I do think that this show is geared more to women. Mm-hmm. And highlights more about female friendship and... Female empowerment. Right. Dopey? That's a word he... Yeah. I don't know the gender, sorry. That's the word they used. I'm going to see... Okay, here. I just pulled up their interview. Not interview. His uh, Their article. His, yeah. Ah, and the picture they chose to use is that pantsuit during Monster. Yeah! But that wasn't, he probably didn't choose that. That was probably another department that was like, this oh, photo. Um, I don't know. I just, I, while I respect that people have their thoughts, I don't agree. I don't agree with his thought. Their um, thought. I don't agree with their thought. So he, uh, they apparently like the scenery more on Broadway compared to their review of the Denver show, mm-hmm. which oh, that makes sense. Because um, I think they tweaked a lot of the scenery when it went from Denver to Broadway, mm-hmm. and probably you got more, a little bit more funding too. More money to do stuff. Not that it's Disney. They could probably bring in ice from the North Pole every week and (laughs) say anything. At least that Casey's rendition of Let It Go is really really is sensational. So like, thank God. I'd have had to be like, um, we're gonna have to have a serious conversation. Right. Um, he, I mean, uh, were... they say, but these two elements, I'm not going to say what elements because I don't feel like truly reading this, but these two elements of Frozen, the somber and the silly, are not blending visually, musically, or emotionally. Rude. Do they have to be, though? It's a Disney show. It doesn't have to. That reminds <laughs> me. That brings me back to when someone was complaining about a kid babbling from time to time during Lion King a lot and our house manager response was this is a kid show you have to accept the fact that some kids will be noisy yeah like it's and like, it's a Disney show it's for kids like it's and not that is something be... so my big thing I hate like when people are constantly talking during a show and um, I could tell that the group in front of me at Frozen was going to talk the entire time. And my biggest problem was I was like, none of these people are young. Right. These people, I would say, the youngest was maybe 11. And when you're 11 years old, 
I feel like you should know how to sit through something without talking. And there's there's a difference between talking through an entire show and going, oh, is that that's Anna? Oh, that's Olaf. Like yeah. one or two words, or like, like I'm comment. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> like I feel like that's yes, all. But like, right. that's okay. Yeah. But they like Discuss- the first part. They first part of the show, like they were not would not stop talking, and I was like, I'm gonna have a major problem if they do this, and I can't hear a thing. That's that's where you sort of have to be your own usher and go. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I think my mom eventually did. I don't know if I did. I think Linda did. The- Linda's has probably been very deaf, so she probably had no problem going. You need to be quiet. Yeah, you know Usher vibes. <laughs> I, love, I love her. Um, what I uh, I looked at the money side. Oh, so when they moved to to Broadway, they say, "quote It became a deeper dive into the princess's um, psychological endeavors." And I, I, I would have I to like agree it. because I, I, I can't find a song. Li- I didn't find a song list from Denver, but like, if you look at Dangerous to Dream, yep, that's kind of looking inside of Elsa. Also, Monster. Um, what do you know about love from Anna's you know, side? True love. True love, Anna's um, side. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. I can't like remember some of the dialogue, but I'm pretty. Sh- I don't know. But. Well, and that's part of the draw for me for Frozen was that they showed more than just female friendship and empowerment. It was no okay, like that. These two women who are sisters also have their own emotional baggage, and they're also working through their own stuff. And that can coexist with female friendship and empowerment. So having stuff doesn't make you. It just, poof, it went away. Hold on. (laughs) God, it's too early. So let me try this again. Oh, man. So having female friendship but also working through your own stuff isn't mutually exclusive. And I feel that a lot of pieces that highlight friendship are extremely superficial in the sense that they only go over happy ladies, friends that are best friends, and they don't ever turn to look at the deeper nuances of having your own issues and problems and working through them separately but also wanting and being friends together and navigating that landscape I guess yeah not the best way that I want to describe it but that's okay you're fine and I um, no but in my brain it sounded better (laughs) you know (laughs) um I was gonna make I was going to make a comment at the beginning of that, but now I forget mine. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You're welcome. We're doing great here. Um, we are. I just, I really enjoy that Anna and Elsa are 
characters that have been thought about in depth and they're not flat. Yep. And I'm thankful, very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. I'm I, very thankful. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Yay! Um, I had a burp, sorry. Um, that's going to happen again. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Yeah, I was with my mouth closed too. So ladylike. <laughs> I may um, or may not edit it out. We'll see. Uh, whatever. Um, I am fine with whatever. I, I mean, I'm someone who can burp on command, so like it's fine. Um, I also think they so since they changed the stage show so that you like can see more inside of the princesses. I think it it helps make it seem one like a more adult Disney movie. Mm -hmm. but also makes it seem more human rather than I'm a princess who lives in Arendelle they like have more to them than just being princesses yeah they're relatable I can't relate to Cinderella I can't relate to Aurora who says 13 sentences or something in her own movie yeah well I think Anna is very relatable and so is Elsa in the sense of so Elsa has powers but that can also be translated into a female might have a particular skill that she feels that makes her feel different or she has a particular aspect of her life that makes her feel different and subjugated from everyone else so she feels the need to be like oh I'm not going to think about it I'm gonna just stuff it down and just make do and I think yeah. that that's important for girls to know is like you don't have to and you shouldn't have to mute and dampen a part of your life that is a part of you just because other people might see it as different and weird and that it does have you know it, it does have a lot of psychological impacts of doing that and we see that with Elsa. Yeah. Elsa sort of a train wreck and she's working on not becoming a train wreck. Yeah. Very true. Mm. I really love this show. I do too. Well, um it cost about 35 million dollars to mount the show. It grossed Yeah, but about, how much did it make though? It grossed about 150 million. It had 80 to 90% box office potential all the time. And it uh, reached an attendance of over 1.3 million people. I would, I'm, I love to say that you and I were a part of that. We were. I wrote that too. And then as like a subplot to that, I wrote about how their decision to close the show from COVID. And trying. I want to discuss a little bit about how you know, they did make a lot of money and they were grossing 89% box office potential, which usually when box office isn't doing well, the show closes. So we saw that with Frozen. Frozen was off, not Frozen. Waitress. Waitress, yep. Waitress was off and towards the end of their showing at the Brooks, they were not making 89% of their box office potential. Yeah. Uh, When my cousin saw it, when Shoshana Bean was in, she said that the theater was maybe half filled. Oh, genius. But that was, yeah. Well, that was the opposite 
that I've seen it. So I saw it with oh. Sarah and with Allison, and the theater was packed. Yeah. I also saw a Labor Day weekend and Martin Luther King weekend, big travel holiday weekends for people who live close to come and see and a show. So with, I forget, did you see in the middle of Allison's run? Towards the end. Towards the end. Because I was going to say, I feel like especially, she had one of the shorter runs too. Mm-hmm. Whereas I. I also saw it with Todrick and Colleen. So that was also yeah. another. Had, they had. They had a lot of big people. Allison, mm-hmm. Ruff, Mark Evans. Uh, Todrick and Colleen so that I'm not I'm not surprised it was full for that well and then Sarah and Gavin yeah come on come on um whereas like Shoshana Bean I feel like she had a really long run and like if you want to see her in the show then you would go or if you wanted to see I think Jeremy Jeremy Jordan Jordan yeah but then he also is gone because he had a baby yeah theater world is just weird right so weird when people take shows and like he was a shorter run too and it was like yeah i can do it but i my wife's gonna have a baby in like two weeks i'm like i mean that's i mean cory cott was the same way i I know they opened that's just crazy to me yeah well even in like the i i think part of me is like as a woman i could not take a show rehearse it and then be like i'm gonna go have this baby i'll be back in this because um one that costume is gonna be a little different because i won't be pregnant right and i don't i I mean i'm not a mother i just couldn't see like having my baby and like dads can go back to work so much quicker than the women can yeah they didn't especially in theater world (laughs) and like that's just i i can't even fathom that I'm never gonna right. never marrying and having a child with a theater man. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it has to be the right I mean, one. Oh yeah. Well, with that comment, like, you, you you do see working moms on Broadway, and you do mm-hmm. see women that are pregnant on Broadway. But then so, they an leave example, the show. Being Carolyn, well, yeah, they have to. Whereas the man doesn't have to. Uh, I don't want to get on this. I'm gonna get all. The man's I'm also not like logistically. The man's not creating a child within themselves their job is to not birth a child so obviously it's different but I do think it's important to note that it is possible it's hard but it is possible for women to have kids while they're still on Broadway and then come back to Broadway yeah but that also right well that also comes to the it has to be whoever's running to running the show has to be on it and has to be 100% supportive. Oh, yeah. 100%. Women should be able to have both. They should be able to have their children and their family career as well as their own personal and professional career. And on that, I would say um, with the reg... uh, I almost said ragtag. Ragtime revival. I forget what year that was. I want to say like 09. Christine Knoll um, auditioned for the role of Mother while she was extremely pregnant. I think she said she was like at the end of eight months. Wow. To audition. And then it was like got the call that they were doing it. And like literally four weeks after she had her baby, she was in the rehearsal room. Four weeks. Yeah. And like they they did it. And she was like, we always had breaks because it was like, I gotta go, I gotta go be a mom for a few minutes. 
I gotta go feed my kid. So I'll be back. And she, and so she had said it, it made her um, feel more like the mother character because she was a, a brand new mother. Right. When in ragtag, right? Why do I want to say ragtag? You keep saying ragtag. <laughs> We're in ragtime. Time, she adopts this like brand new baby. So I just think that's a cool moment. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't. Costumes would be yeah. really different. Like, I just can't even, like. Well, that's what you pay a wardrobe department to help out with. I know, but like, it's not. It's not film where I can put a desk in front of my stomach and hide the fact that I <laughs> you can't use a box. You can't, set up, you, can't, you can't do that on the Broadway because you can't. You, you, can't, you just only you can't do it on their face. Like <laughs> sometimes well, you gotta do it. Like the fact that Patty Murin was getting thrown around while pregnant. Oh, if oh, I was I Joe Carroll, I would have been having a heart attack every single night. I think he he talked about that on their podcast, yeah. saying like he knew he, he had was precious one cargo. Of, he was one of the few people to know because he needed to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I it's just crazy to me, especially knowing that number. Crazy, yeah. Wild ride, wild ride. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I do hope she didn't have a whole lot of morning sickness because I feel like that would just exacerbate. Or if she had morning sickness, I hope it was just in the morning. Not somebody who, like, carries it through the day. Like, get it over with. Let's go. Right. Uh, Wow. Wow. So, as we were talking about, like, the different aspects of house shows close, what doesn't make the most sense to me was Disney's reasoning. Um, Of course, Frozen stacked up against Lion King and Aladdin is what I was sort of surprised by. It didn't perform as well. So when Disney reopens, they saw that having three shows opening at once would be untenable, which is their words. Um, I, I Aladdin? <laughs> The, my problem is, is I never saw Aladdin on stage. Me neither. But I have heard, like, my mom saw it from Ushering. I know so many people that have. Um, I think Lynn it. saw it. People really like it because, I mean, I love Aladdin, the movie. Right. Robin Williams is great. Um, right. I still have never seen the live action version either. Um, but it's one of the, like, people like it because the flying carpet. Like, it's right. truly, it's, I mean, one, Disney magic and theater magic, so it has to be good. But my, right. like, to me, when I think about this, and I hate, I'm just going to be gendered here for a minute. To me, you have your Lion King, which I would make it more of what? the boy show. The boy show. Right. Okay. Because uh, the majority of the leads are male. Um, mm-hmm. It's about well, it's a, a boy. Father and son. Yeah, that's the show, Father Son. Then you got Aladdin, who I would what I would call the family show, because you got the mm-hmm. princess, you got the genie. The genie makes jokes with the parents. We all know that. And um Aladdin. So family, you got everything right there. And then like Frozen is the girl show. It's about sisters. I agree. Friendship. I, I was gonna bring up the gendered aspect of Frozen being seen as untenable, but at the same time, being geared towards 
women and young girls. So powerful in this moment. I think they should have kept right. it. Espe- like, and especially um, what also just makes me upset. I mean, we all, uh, I hope we all knew we've talked about in other episodes, but like with Frozen, it, I have other problems with Aladdin because they'll like cast people as Jasmine and Aladdin. And I'm like, but you're not like a person of color. You're white. You're right. A white person that's really tan. Um, or becomes more tan for the role, which is also deeply problematic. Yes. yes. I would never take the role of Jasmine. I am white. I might get really right. tan in the summer, but I'm not taking the role of Jasmine ever. Right. Where it's Frozen. I mean, we all know the movie Frozen. It's they're all. I mean, it's, it's a, it takes part in it. It's Nordic country. A Nordic country. They are white people, but when they move to the stage. They don't have to be. They were like, well, you can be whatever. Like, yeah. Elsa and Anna's father on the was stage show was a black man. The, Iconic. Um, James Brown. How do you Daughter study. Uh, I, not Brittany John. Uh, Aisha Jackson. Jackson. Was and then, an African, was a black woman. And then to bring it even further, um, Casey's replacement after. Casey and Patty left. The Sierra Renee, a black also, woman. I would like. Co- person, I don't. Know, I don't know her background. Person of color. Just person. I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. I would also like to tell you in the fact that I think you told me this is when Frozen and Hunchback were doing their out of town tryouts. Were they both vibing, trying to get to Broadway to the St. James? Were they both? Um, I I don't know. I don't know that history because I. I Either don't way. Even remember when Hunchback. I just know like the majority of the people the who time. really like Hunchback of Notre Dame stage show are pissed that Frozen got greenlit rather than Hunchback. Right. But like I also am like technically the Hunchback musical was not I don't think I it might be Disney's company, but they were never gonna say Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame because no, they weren't Hunchback of Notre Dame has strong um, has some strong adult themes content, right? Um, well, and also at the same time, Hunchback is a very niche Disney movie. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, like sort of back to it is Sierra Renee was Esmeralda in Hunchback. Yes. When it was Outtown Tryout at the same time as Frozen. Yes. Frozen made it to Broadway. Sierra Renee was able to make it back to Broadway, replacing Casey, which I think is a really cool sort of full circle move. um, Based on this, they were at um, the La Jolle Playhouse. La Jolla. La Jolla. You're right. La Jolla. Sorry. You're <laughs> That's what I get for when I, I would have known just like talking about it, but I'm reading it. So like my. You're, and you're, you've been up since three. <laughs> um, but that happened in 2014. Okay. So. So just before. That was. No, bef- that before. was when they were writing Frozen. So like, yeah. I just want to say to you people out there that are upset that Hunchback didn't make it to Broadway. It also took place years before Frozen was even finished writing and had their first workshop. Okay. Just putting that out there. 
Okay. Well, I mean, still full circle. Her show never made it to Broadway. Yeah. It was a very good show. I love oh, yeah. the cast yeah. album. Yeah. But she was able to make it to Broadway in a different role. Yeah. And um, I also just want to say, I think it, I don't even know. I want to say maybe a month went by of with the new cast. And I just barely, I think it was three weeks. Yeah. And then they finished and I'm like, that's really sad because you that's just hard. brought people in and like um, Mackenzie Kurtz, who was the new well, but, Anna, was her, it was her Broadway her debut. Broadway debut. Three weeks. Like that pisses me off. That's, that's really hard. And I think Sierra Renee actually moved out of New York for, during COVID. I think she moved back to L.A. A lot. I mean, a lot of people did. Yeah. A lot of people are still moving out of New York because if you can't afford to live there and you can't make a livelihood, why stay? But at the same time, when theater comes back, you know, it's going to be hard to have that infrastructure back. Yeah. And that's why we need art relief. Also... I am very happy we're recording this after the election because <laughs> it makes me hopeful. Yeah, I am more hopeful. Yes. I can already say that like my mood since the election and having the results so far. Right. My mood's a little happier. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I don't like Disney's response to, well, we have, we have three and if we put, open them all at once. It's not that all three aren't going to do as well. So let's just cut the one that has female friendship. Yeah. Even though it's making 89% of its box office potential. Yeah. Uh, and like, like Lion King, and to me, Lion King's never going to gonna be closed. Like, let's be honest. Lion King will be on Broadway as long as Wicked and Family oh, Opera will yeah. be on Broadway. I, the Lion King's a classic. The amount of people I know right. that was their first show. It's literally, it was my either, first show. it's literally either The Lion King or Wicked, like with people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, right. Um, again, the Frozen franchise, like the Frozen franchise is so big that Disney refuses to put Elsa and Anna's faces on the same things as other Disney princesses. You cannot go get a Disney princess shirt with every single princess, including Elsa and Anna. Right. They don't do it because the, the Frozen franchise is so big. So I'm surprised that they, I mean, I know the movie was released last November about this time, but like. You only had November, December, January, and February for people to see that movie and then decide to go see the show. Like, mm-hmm. who knows? Like, I would love to know now how many kids are more obsessed now with Frozen 2 rather than Frozen 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, like, now I would love to make a, a day out of watching Frozen 1, watching Frozen the musical, and then Frozen 2. One of the... The children I help nanny for. Guess what's on her mask? Into the unknown. Yeah, it's Anna and Elsa, and that is her. She loves Frozen too. And I'm over here, like, what? Have you seen my Anna and Elsa mask? No, I haven't. Go get it. I don't know about that Here she is. 
It's so cute. Thank you. I, wow. She's cute. She's comfy. I get a lot of compliments at work. Well, yeah. You work with kids. Oh, no. I get it from the adults. <laughs> like, how cute. That makes me love it even more. Uh-huh. No, but, like, I, that's, I agree with you because um, and- I think that Disney's either planning something or that they just made a really poor decision. Um, I would think they're not but, planning anything right now. Well, before COVID, they were, I, I bet well, what before they COVID, they were that, planning. That they brought in new people. Like, if, if they got it, had to be planning something major, because why, why not just have their standbys take over? Why not have their understudies take over? Right. Or, like, more or less of the sense of, okay, like, we're going to get Frozen another two years. But we also want to try and get this show up. So, during the two years' time, it'll run as normal. But no, at the end of the day, that we intend on closing Frozen at a later date. Opposed to having just, like, well, if it just doesn't do well, we'll just close it. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm seeing if I can find Disney Theatricals has, like, a what's in development right now. Right. Because, I, I mean, so, I don't even know. I heard through the grapevine that Tangled was a thought. I don't know if that's actually a thing. Um, but I also just... Well, I know that they're... I'm like, slightly annoyed that they're just like, oh, COVID, let's just close Frozen. I know that... Um, and that was early COVID, too. I know that, like, like there's a... Tangled musical on a cruise ship. So that's at Disney, right? And I believe it's on one of their cruise ships. Mm. But I like, I don't even. Oh, you know what it is? They're Herc, Hercules. No, they're doing the movie version. I don't remember. Sorry. I I only want to see Hercules. If Jelani Aladdin (laughs) is Hercules, yes. And Krista Rodriguez. Yes. I know. I know um, Dylan and Connor were able to see it, see it yeah. from the drama podcast, and I am very jealous. I know. I'm so jealous. I'm very happy for them. I'm yeah. so glad they were able to see it because I want to see it. Uh-huh. I, want, I would be so thrilled if during COVID they're like, let's make a Hercules cast album. Right? Mm. The cast that was at the public. I would... Be thrilled. Beautiful. I would be completely thrilled. Be beautiful. I would accept that. Huh. Okay. So. So it closed after um, 825 performances and 26 previews. I am uh, distraught. And it makes me so sad that they when it closed during COVID. Yeah. Well, when it closed during COVID, everyone running the show had no idea that that would be their last time on stage. They had no idea this would be their last time. They, in the they had no idea. So being unable to go through like the exciting week and sad week of closing a show gives you a bit of closure mm-hmm. to, you know, I mean, you know this better than I do because I've never been in a show, but it's hard to see people for so many hours preparing a show putting a show on and then all of a sudden not seeing them yeah um so 
I just I feel for the people who closed who are in a show when it closed and not being able to go through actually closing the show and not having a bit of closure with it. Yeah. I would be a mess. I yeah. would be a mess. I'm sure there I'm sure I'm sure it was talked about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that tears were had and grieving happened and as it should have it's a natural part i just i hope that disney had the dignity to let all of them know before articles went out about the decision and i don't know if i have heard in any interviews that that happened because i just know like when they kept during the pandemic when they keep extending it uh, the shutdown, right? Like the articles really were released before people, before and that's a, that is that is very insulting to be a part of an to be a part of a union, and not finding out from your union, yeah, or from the show that you're affiliated with, or even the company that is producing the show that hey, or even from the Broadway was it the is it the Broadway League that is the Broadway officially? League okay. And not even just hearing boo from the Broadway League of, oh, this is, just as a heads up, this is going to be released tomorrow, but we want you to be aware yeah. that this is what's happening. Yep. How insulting mm-hmm. that you have to find out, like everyone else, because not only is that not professional, but that doesn't, that doesn't show respect for the work that you do mm-hmm. Yep. as a theater I industry agree. professional. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but some other productions. Uh, the tour opened in November um, of last year. Sorry. Um, then the Sydney, Australia company, uh, show was announced. Uh, but it was delayed. But now it's set to open uh, December 1st. And I believe the Frozen Broadway Instagram shared a picture of the theater in Sydney like, all now decorated, but I couldn't find any other information about it. Like, I Googled about it, and I could not find a single thing about the Sydney, Australia cast or opening to see, like, is it still happening? Did it get pushed back more? I have no idea. I don't think so. From what I read, have been reading and what I understand, Sydney, not Sydney, Australia and New Zealand have a pretty decent control over COVID. Yeah, Um, I do know that. Right. So that also impacts their ability to open the show. Um, I think Australia was in sort of a lockdown six weeks ago because they had a peak, but it wasn't... It wasn't a high like peak like we have here. Like, like their peak would be... So, for example, Ohio's having a big problem that they're now having 6,000 cases in a 24-hour period. I think their peak was like maybe 900 cases for the entire country. Yeah. In a 24 hour period. So, and they did what they should have been doing is they said, okay, the numbers are really peaking. Everyone needs to follow these guidelines to make sure that we don't continue on this path and increase opposed to us where it's exponentially increasing. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's very heartbreaking to see the turn that the U.S. has taken of nonchalant of, oh, people will get it. 
when you get it, you get it. And let's hope that you don't have any complications or um, any long lasting medical. On that, problems. on that topic. Um, I was at Kroger. I went last night. Which Kroger did you go to? Um, the one on Harrison Avenue, like the new marketplace. Is that the one in Denton? Yeah. Right next to the movies? Okay. Yeah. That um, one wears a mask in that one. I don't go to that one anymore. Um, I saw a few people without it last night. I, I strongly glare at people and, like, make comments about masks when I see people without them. Um, My dad has said thank you for people who don't wear – who haven't been wearing masks. He's like, thanks for protecting me. <laughs> um, it's it's not hard. salad it's- bar open. And I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? So, Why have we all just accepted COVID? Why have we done that? What what gets me going is I was I was at a Kroger yesterday, grocery shopping. The salad bar is open, but instead of having the dressings open, it's just the packets. Oh. <laughs> it's just the dressing packets. And that doesn't that the thought process, I wouldn't know who, who thought that that having the actual salad part yeah in a buffet but not having the physical dressing like that was the line they're drawing is we can have the salad out but the dressings is not covid approved yeah it, yeah it makes me angry um but I, I just looked at the frozen sydney website you can buy tickets right now so it's still it's still green lit molly can we go to australia what's what's the um, I have no more quarantine days left, so no. No pass. Mm. Um, I'm also shook that they only give you one set of quarantine days. Like, you get your one shot, and that, then if you get it again, you have to come to school. Uh-huh. Or forfeit pay. Um, so I actually can't come to school if I get quarantined again. You just don't get paid. I just will not. I will have to use my sick days. I mean, yeah, I get it. That's what sick days are for, but they don't give you a lot of sick days to begin with. And the majority of female teachers use their sick days for when they decide to have a baby and can take a longer maternity leave than what they granted. Right, because American healthcare system, in regards to having kids, is not great. Yep. Anyway, okay. before I get angry on that topic, um, let's get angry on Frozen. <laughs> The London cast um, was supposed to open this year, I believe, but they have pushed it back to April of 2021, and they're going to a beautiful theater, the uh, Theater Royale, Drury Lane. Beautiful. I saw 42nd Street there in the fifth row. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful theater. So old-fashioned, and there's like 2,000-plus seats. So, like, we're talking about a big theater. It's a big theater. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, this is the same. It's the same theater that um, my fair lady with uh, Julie Andrews. <gasps> Julie Andrews, yes, Julie Andrews. Yeah. Yep. Um, then there's oh, be a my lord, that would have been special. Yep, that's special. That's special. Um, the Humberg cast is supposed to open sometime in 2021, and Tokyo. This is another one I could find no details on, but the Tokyo cast was supposed to open September of 2020. But I can't find anything on that either. So That's probably I that definitely hard. I don't even know. But yeah, mm-hmm. there we are on my productions and histories. And I was looking forward to seeing the tour, and now I'll have to wait forever again. Yeah, because who was – okay, so the tour is Caroline – Caroline Bowman. 
Bowman and Beckler. I don't know how to say her last name. It's that uh, just looking at that gives me anxiety. Um, Mason Reeves, Austin Colby, who is married to Caroline Bowman. And they were both in Wicked, right? Caroline was Elphaba, um, wasn't I know, no, I don't, I don't know if they did it together. Right. I don't know. They have wonderful voices. Have you heard both of them sing together? Yes, I have. They're beautiful. Yeah. And they're both beautiful mm. human beings. They are. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, F. Michael Haney's in the touring cast. I know him from Dogfight. Yes. Um, Jeremy Morse, Morris, 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 Morris was in the Waitress tour. Waitress. He was waitress on our Ogie. He was our Ogie. He was so good. Great. And that's why he's probably an amazing Duke of Weaselton. It's so Weaselton. Um, and I didn't recognize, I didn't do much research, but I didn't recognize any of the other people. Mm-hmm. But like, I probably would be able to read their bios and be like, probably we saw them in this tour or know them from this album or something. Right. Um, some notable Broadway replacements, Ryan Redman in for, to be the first female Olaf iconic, iconic moment. And she's had no puppet experience prior. So she had to learn not only her lines and her songs. And and how to wear that puppet. But how to how to wear a puppet and how to maneuver stage a with a toddler on you. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. She's probably been to a lot of PT. And that's why she injured her foot. Her foot? Yeah, she had a stress fracture. Um, then Joe Carroll in for Hans. Um, mm-hmm. Noah J. Ricketts in for Kristoff. Fun fact, he went to high school with my friend Zach. He told me this after I was in New York. I don't know what I would have done if he would have told me beforehand because it would have been like, get, would, you get me, would you get me backstage? That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably could have talked to Patty Muir more about The Bachelor. Um, but we had that combo at the line. Um, Ryan McCartan in for Hans along with mm-hmm. the Kurtz in for Anna and Sierra Renee in for Elsa. Like, I think all the all the replacements have been great. Yeah, they've done a really good job with their replacements. And, like, name grabbing have... to bring people in, one, for their replacements. But there wasn't... But all, all, not, like... Um, not waitress stunt casting. Not stunt casting. Just, like, people who... Are well-known within well the known. theater world. Right. And, like, Brian McCartan always plays the bad guy. Always. Yep. And super handsome. Looks like a prince. Yep. All right. Do you want to go into songs? Um. Yeah. Sure. Oh, or do you have anything else? To no, say? I'm good. Um. I do. I um. Also, I wanted to touch on this when we were talking about um how they like were like it doesn't matter what you look like to be on in Frozen. You can have whatever uh, whatever skin color and you can be any role. I love um they have two sets of a young Anna and a young Elsa because children in work hours. But mm-hmm. I I especially love I forget I don't feel like getting that playbill back out to see their faces. I think 
I just love the fact that like you could have your young Elsa be a tiny little person of color, and then yeah. it's, then that the door flips and it's Casey, who <laughs> is <Robert>. pale. <laughs> I just love it. I love Disney. I'm like, you believe it? It's theater. It works. I love it. I just want to say that. And the two little girls I saw were the absolute cutest, and I talked to them in the stage door line. RIP that will never happen again. Um, and they were so cute. And we talked about Harry Potter because one of the girls is carrying her Harry Potter book. And she's like, well, this is what I do when I'm not on stage anymore. I sit back there and I read. I'm like, yeah, that's actually about it. <laughs> and it's adorable. They're adorable. Like, the, they steal the, the show. The, the, the tiny Anna steals the show because she's adorable. Oh, and then when she becomes one of the um, hidden folk. Read my butt. <laughs> adorable iconic moment i'm happy that they gave that to little anna to do that can i also i want to hear your thoughts on this so when i first saw it the when i first saw it the first time that was a great sentence megan we both only have seen it once that i know of when we yeah (laughs) when i saw it in new york i didn't realize how long the Little Anna and Elsa were on stage, and it's yeah. an 11 minute scene. Me I either. thought it was all right, they have like five minutes and then they're like out. Like the movie. And so, you're right. And so, when we, I was watching it, I was like, all right, like, when are they coming in? And when are they coming in? And I'm like, oh, they're not coming in. Okay, stay with it. Like, let's, and I was not floored, um, but I was, it was really exciting to see that not only were they giving young kids who are able, to like show that young kids are able to do substantial pieces yeah um themselves on stage without having an adult on stage with them they can they can do what the other people are doing um and i also appreciate the fact that that gives little kids references as well as like oh i can do this i also i just want to say something that's really funny i'm looking up at my sign playbill Mm -hmm. and my two signatures that are not in black sharpie they are in silver sharpie guess who they were by they were the kids like the kids know that they're that they're special like they especially the little girl that was my anna like i'm not kidding you the minute that curtain went up and they're sitting at the front of the stage playing i started crying because i was like i did not expect this and then, I, so I just actually, I now have two honorable mentions because I realized mm-hmm. I needed to do my other one as well. Okay. Um, so we can move to songs. Yeah. You want me to go first or you got it? I have it. Oh. But I also want to discuss my act one versus act two and yeah. I have a top five for everything. <laughs> That's fine. You're allowed to I also pulled a page out of your book and made an honorable mention yes we love that we love it so you have a lot okay. so you just like I, do. Them? <laughs> I mean i, I do, do. <laughs> this is one of the albums where i do skip a lot but i do have like the core songs that i listen to and it is like the top five with this i can uh, listen to the whole thing i skip songs depending on my mood yes because sometimes i'm sorry i just don't want to listen to hans of the southern isles Nothing against the song. Great Sometimes song. I'm just not in the mood for it. Yeah, exactly. I like that they gave Hans another song. Indeed. Yep. Also, Higgy? How do you pronounce it? Higa? 
Higgy, higgy, higgy. Higgly, 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 Probably my least favorite song. Um, <laughs> is it on your top? That, we're not talking about that yet. Um, when that song opens, Act Two. I, I looked at my mother it. and I said, "Are we in a Disney musical still?" Because the costumes. They're just wearing the new tights and then like a towel. And I'm like, mom. (laughs) And then I'm like, switch the bushes really really quick. quick, (laughs) Anna has a really quick, quick change in that song too. Yes. Iconic. Iconic. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You go slow because I like to write these down so I can. Okay. We're going to start at five one and then I'll do my honorable mention perfect number five is let it go okay number four is for the first time reprise (laughs) number three is monster oh wait that's not that okay I looked at my number three and I was like that doesn't match up okay Number two is dangerous. And number one is true love. And What's your honorable, honorable mention? Let it go finale. Okay. I. This might be the first time where we have. I feel like this is. No. We're uh, close. Hamilton, we had three, uh, four. Four that we each had the same on our list, but not the same number. Right, right, right. Beautiful. But Hamilton, we had Hamilton had the opportunity. So, yeah, yeah. And then Godspell, we had two songs that were both on our list. I'm like going back in my notes because I really like to see. Important though, I've been listening to Beautiful City on repeat, and also Without You by Leslie Odom Jr. on repeat. Creme de la creme. Amazing. It's very. That's it, where I am right oh, now. Oh, that's right. Rent we had none the same. And then yeah, we only had one the same on our list. So this is really this what is was amazing. it? What was it? On waitress, our matching song was "What Baking Can Do," and we both had it at number we, two. That was the one time that we had a song, same exact spot. But we didn't. I'm what? Are you? Are we positive that? I feel like Waitress, we would have had the same group. That's interesting. No, because Waitress... Um, you didn't have Bad Idea on your top five? I did not. My top, oh. my top five was You Matter to Me, What Baking Can Do, We Combine Dear Baby, and She Used to Be Mine for My Friend, A Soft right. Place to Land, and When He Sees Me, Your Top Five. You have Dear Baby, She Used to Be Mine, What Baking Can Do, Opening Up, opening up like One and Two, uh, I Love You Like a Table, and Bad Idea. So we had two then. We had Dear Baby, oh, She Used to Be right. Mine, that's and then What bad. Baking Can Do. We, okay. I would say, uh, what? So, so now this is tied. <laughs> we just had more opportunities in the Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. But you can, would you like to continue to explain why you numbered them the way that you did? Um... I love true love. I think that song for me is 
not only a pivotal moment on Anna, Anna's um, like self-realization, but also just an important plot point that is just Anna. It's not Anna and Elsa. It is solely Anna reflecting on the choices that she made and why she made them and what led her to make those choices based on what she's experienced in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think it's powerful in that aspect of that's how every single one of us reflect on the choices that we made. Our past informs our choices. And so, you know, her singing about, well, I thought it was true love because that's all I sort of thought it was, but it really isn't. It's more than that. And that's her sort of, like, in the moment, she thinks she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. To save her sister. Um, which is also a powerful feeling and emotion that you have to come to terms with. And also understand that she made a poor choice to trust someone that led her to this point, And that's not who she thinks she is anymore. Yeah. I just love that song so much. Mm-hmm. I'm very upset that they chose to replace that song with a duet when Casey and Patty left. But it's the, I don't so, think it does it justice. I didn't like also realize does. so they cut out for the first time forever reprise to put that new duet in as well. So that which but Casey's like going up when she says I can't iconic yeah it's so good yes what so they they just cut out true love without replacing it essentially yes. is what you're telling they, me yes they cut out true love without replacing why? it. why i don't know i want to know can we call mr disney and ask them why because i i think that is at least for me one of the pivotal moments why i enjoy the musical so much is that this song highlights The deeper emotional stuff. And Anna. Of being a person. Yeah. And in Anna, because and Anna, up to this point, I mean, she sings others like you see her worrying and for the first time of forever. And then mm-hmm. now, and I can't lose you. But like, right. it makes her seem more rather than just being the sunny, happy. I can make anything happen. I'm going to go save my sister type of girl. You saw the moment where she breaks down. Right. And it's also, it's it's so different from Elsa mm-hmm. because all we've seen with Elsa is, well, I sort of feel this, but I'm going to stuff it down because I have to conceal it to be what everyone expects me to be. Yeah. And this is the point in which we see Anna going, I'm going to feel this emotion because I need to. Mm-hmm. I need to learn this in some way. And I... I think it's, we've always said that it's, it's a powerful song and it's an important song. It, I think it highlights the stark contrast between the two characters, but also converges them at the same time at that point in the show that they start to, Anna continues on that same path of, I'm going to feel what I feel, but also think more deeply about it. And then quickly we see 
Elsa sort of pivot back to towards that as well as where she realizes that dampening herself and choosing to not feel does more harm than actually dealing with stuff Mm -hmm. and that's important to see so I think true love is a symbolism of you know both girls both ladies finding the same path of how they reconcile their emotions and their feelings and their connection yeah I got you. I feel that. God, I love that song so much. Um, so <laughs> when so I hang out with someone who I climb with, and she's one of the few people that I've seen. I haven't seen you in forever, dude. <laughs> hey, you came to get those skirts a few weeks. I did, and thank you so much for those. Um, but we like with Heather and I, we both social distance, and she's somewhere I feel comfortable hanging out with outside and you know we just we haven't had the opportunity to do that just because we're on two totally different schedules and what we're doing I see is both of us sort of high risk because we see a lot of different people Mm -hmm. so we've both been sort of picking and choosing who we hang out with either way um so Heather and I were driving to a park in Cincinnati because we try and get outside once a week um for both of our mental health and this was recently I would say probably a week after it was announced that Frozen closed and True Love came on. I cried in the car with her. Ah, Yes, we love that. (laughs) And you know that I don't like crying in front of people. Yeah. Not fun. I don't think it's fun. But um, the song just means a lot to me. and It makes me really, really angry. Like, like, yeah. I I feel like that scene has to be awkward now. Yeah. puts her in a room. Hi. Olaf comes in. People are worth melting for. Like that just it that makes like it... set that apart, set that scene apart from the movie. Whereas now it, yeah. it has to be exactly like the movie. Yeah. And like and I make it different. Rude. Okay. So moving on, dangerous is number two. Um because I so I enjoy learning more about like the emotional side of people that impact how they make decisions um sort of like the self-reflection type idea of well you know when people do certain things it's everyone's coming from their own place dealing with their own stuff so it also informs on how they treat other people and so for this song for dangerous to dream sort of the line so I pull inside myself put up the walls was that hold on yeah i pull inside myself close the walls put up my guard i practice every single day for this so why is it so hard like that's that like i feel like everyone goes through a point in high school where they feel not high school but life young yeah well i think you get like the first taste of that in high school and young adulthood of you know, putting up walls to keep people at bay because you're not quite sure on who you are quite yet. Mm-hmm. That was a great sentence again. Because you're not quite sure on who you are, so you are choosing to um, figure... On Elsa's not trying to figure out who she is. She knows who she is, but she's been told that who she is 
is dangerous. So she needs to protect others, mm-hmm. and that is her role. Yeah. Um, and that's where that song comes from. But she, you see her longing for connection with her sister to just be herself. Um, and that's what she's dreaming about, a time where I can't be what you expect of me. Oh, this is such a good song, too. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it gives Anna and Elsa, both of these two songs, inform the audience so much of what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But also navigating the world. Yeah. Um, and then three is monster, where she's like, "Fine, if you're gonna make me a monster, I will be a monster." Mhm. But it's also such a good like. I would consider this, in the terms of Disney, a really strong rock power ballad. Oh yeah, one hundred percent rock power. Ballad. Um. And Casey has a great voice to portray that. Um, And it's at that breaking point, too, for after... This is before Let It Go, where she... You sort of see her go... No, it's not. Monsters... Oh, wait, it's Act 2. Act 2. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's when she... Because she's... You're right. You're saying you're a monster, and that's why you're coming after me. Okay, I'll be a monster, and then she gives in, and she's like, "Fine, take me," and I take her. She doesn't want to be seen as a monster anymore. You're correct. Yes, I don't think that necessarily. Yeah, that doesn't change what I was going to say. Anyway, (laughs) you sort of see Elsa going through the different like grieving aspects. Mm-hmm. So let it go is I'm going to be who I am, whatever. And the like sort of carefree pink clouding of this is, this is who I am. And I, I want to be in a space where I don't have to hide um, sort of empowerment. And then you still, you still see her struggling to deal with that. And with monsters, she's like, well, I've come to terms of these are the powers that I have. I can't change it. But if you want me to be a monster and that's who you're making out to be, I will fulfill that role for you. Mm-hmm. Fine. There it is. And that's she's working through that anger aspect <laughs> that she should do. Everyone should do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a great rock power ballad. <laughs> um, for the first time in forever reprise. I don't, so I was listening to the cast album yesterday. I just remember liking that a whole lot more with the blended voices and they take parts of different songs into it, correct? What? For the first time in forever, doesn't Elsa come in and sing? Yeah, but but from a different song? She also does. So it's the first time in Forever Reprise because literally Anna sings um, for the first time in Forever, uh, for the first time, you finally got the chance. It's literally, it's the first time in Forever Reprise because it's the same tune. Right. And I like mentioned that it's being the first time in Forever again, but like right, right. Elsa sings and Anna sings, but it's like their own themes from the right, original. Right, right, right. Different circumstances. Yeah. Instead of yeah. incarnation, now it's you created a blizzard. Yeah, <laughs> you ran away. Yeah, I gonna fix this, honey. 
I can't. I don't know how. I love that song. It's so good. And then you could probably guess why I have Let It Go on there. I mean, I love Let It Go, but it's not in my top five. Yeah, okay, but there's a a specific show point was the sole reason that I forced my friend to see Let It Go. She chose what we so we saw Waitress. She chose Phantom. I chose Frozen. And I chose Frozen mainly for this reason. And that would be the onstage costume change. I mean, I straight up, the the reason I went to New York last summer, yeah, last summer, was to see Frozen. Was that last summer? 2018. 20, my, my life is a blur. I don't know. I went some summer. I remember we were trying, you were trying to go to New York. Yes, it was 20, 2019. This week. Because I did Hunchback. I did Hunchback. Um, I, I did Grease. And then I went into Hunchback. And then I went into rehearsals for James and the Giant Peach. Took a week off James and the Giant Peach rehearsals to go to New York. Came back to James and the Giant, Giant Peach. Rehearsed Mamma Mia in the middle of that as well. In the Tinkers. It, yeah, it was 2019. Yes. Yeah. I've, I went for Frozen. I agree with that choice. Greatest show. The best show I saw on that show. That's so good. That was, I think that was top two. The one at my trip. Frozen was so good. And then number six is the Let It Go finale. A great closing. Because it, they flipped it on its head. Mm-hmm. So good. And like, also... I love when shows like they know you wanted you've wanted to sing along the entire time. They let you. So they let you. <laughs> yeah. So I I love that. Yeah. Those are good. Very good. Are you ready for mine? I am ready for yours. Lay it on me. Number five. Dangerous to dream. Okay. Number four. Monster. Number three. Love is an open door. I'm not surprised for you. (laughs) Number two, true love. Number one, what do you know about love? Um, And my honorable mentions are a little bit of you and Higa. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. So I'll just start with my honorable mentions. I love a little bit of you. Because I, one, I think it's so cute. Like, the sisters, they're playing, they're making Olaf. And one, like, on the stage, I think it's really funny to see if the Olaf's going to stay together or if Theater Magic wants to fail and Olaf fall apart. When I saw it, um, Olaf would not stay together. And the girls handled <laughs> it with poise. Like, what like, they do? We're just, we're just going to lay it next to each other. <laughs> like, it would not stay together. So it was, like, spread out and a clump. They're like, it's fine. And they're like, it's fine. It's whatever. We still have an Olaf, right? Yeah. Um, Olaf is just laying on his side. Yeah, it, it happens. It's fine. Um, and I just think it's cute. Like, a little bit of you, a little bit of me, a part that loves the thing, a part that that That's so cute. Like, oh, very cute. Um, and a big bouncy butt. 
so cute. Yes. Um, adorable. Um, he got, I love it because you, you're, when you see it, you're like, wait, am I still at a Disney show? Like, is this for children? Um, I just, I love the character of Oaken anyways. Yoo-hoo! Like, favorite part of the line in Disney World for the Frozen ride is when you get to Oaken's um, output. output and you see his face come up in the sauna window and then it gets all steamy again and then it comes back. Oh, amazing. I love I love Oaken. Um, also, how much, how nice would it be for to be Oaken on Broadway? Oh, he's got a princess role. Just come, he's just got... He's, he's a princess track. He does one he song and it's his bye. Like, and then just chills. Yeah. Though, I think it was in one of the... Um, uh, the guys who like musicals podcasts, when Joe Carroll was talking to, I want to say his name, Kevin de Gull- I I can't say his last name, and Robert Crichton, who play Weaselton and Oaken, mm-hmm. they talked about how Kevin sits and like he writes children's TV shows. So like he does oh. his work in the dressing room when he's not on stage. That's he's got cool. hours to do it. I, I, like an icon, and also like an iconic role. Because he walks right. through the audience, I believe he walks through the audience to get on stage and open it. And like, oh, he, he can like it. say whatever he wants to start. Yeah, to, yeah, whatever he wants, whatever. Um, I th- amazing. Oh, and I just think it was so good. Uh, like, so good. I love Enhika because they're like, oh, these things are so happy. And then Kristoff's and like, but what about this? What do I got to do to make that happier? And they're like, Higa. <laughs> I just love it. Um, he got his alcohol. He got his tea. I just love it. Absolutely love it. Like I'm smiling. I love it. Um, number five um, was dangerous to dream. Like what you said. Um, I also really like, I, I think it's a lot of shows. Sometimes when there's a scene that happens, they don't include the scene. But mm-hmm. I like how that, kind of happens in this recording and you get the before the coronation the coronation happens and then you get like the queen anointed da, 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 da. and then like you can feel that the music shift and the scenes changing within the song so i love yeah. how you go from pre-coronation to coronation to party love that um yeah and they didn't they, they didn't try and like cut it either yeah it's one song it's one song um then monster, as you said. Um, I really love. So as we talked about, she's like, "So you think I'm a monster? Fine, I'm going to be a monster." And I love that she has, like, she's talking to herself throughout. And then, the middle, she has the moment that she starts singing to her parents, and she's like, "Father." Um, are you proud of me is this what you wanted is this always what you thought I was going to be um what's going to happen to me if this keeps on happening mom and dad like what's going to happen and then it's like should I let them take me should I die right now should I right like that dark moment of frozen should I should I die is this what should happen and then she flips it and she's like no I have to stay alive to fix what I've done like change the world for myself and bring back the sun and like she she flies those nets beautiful 
beautiful. I like that kind of song to me when you, you, she flipped the script for herself. She did. She said, okay, well, I'll you, be you your monster. Real time. And then never mind. I'm going to be my own hero because I was the monster. Amazing. And I think it's, and I think it's so interesting. Choices. Oh God, it was so good. So uh, amazing. Amazing. Well, what, like what, what you, when you were talking about, I forgot that she called out to her dad for help. That sort of still informs that she's like, still needs guidance, but then realizes, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to do what feels right for me. And this feels right. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. look it up because I feel like I said part of it. Bring back. I think it's father. Oh, no harm comes to her. I also feel like in this, like, we still don't know that Hans is the, like, the, if you don't know the show, you don't know that Hans. Everyone knows he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. But, like, in this, they're, like, they're trying to go get her. And, like, one of his You're lines right. is, like, no harm is coming to her. Because at this point, he's still a good guy looking out for Aaron Dell and Anna. I would argue he's still a bad guy yeah. just as masking as a good yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. But, well, if, if you don't, if that's your first time seeing Frozen, you have no right, idea. Right, right. <laughs> but if it's not, that's sort of cool to, like, watch everyone else on stage not know what you know. Yeah. Let, yes. When I, yes. I completely agree. Um, uh, 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 yeah. I, yeah. We're going to – I just love the moment when – we're in this really strong power ba- power ballad, and then we go like straight ballad in the section to her parents. Yeah, back into a full blown power ballad. Amazing, um, iconic. Um, then love is an open door. I so I always make my friend Zach sing this with me, and it's um, I love the stage version of this more than the movie version because I love the iconic dance break. Um, yeah. I also like, I think, and I also like that after they get engaged in the song, they continue singing Love is an Open Doll and like keep partying. Whereas in the movie, right. like, yes, over. So I, stage version's better. And I just love that song. Um, number two is True Love. Wow. I really have a thing for songs with love because my top three. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, same thing as, as you, True Love. I, I love that song. It's a song. I love ballads. I love singing ballads. That's the song that I'll always keep in my book. Um, and then my number one, what do you know about love? Um, I, as someone who loves Elsa, I truly identify with Anna. As most of you can probably tell. Um, you're an Anna. I'm an Anna. I am like, bad. I feel like in our relationship, you're Anna and I'm Elsa. Oh, 100%. Yes. Yes. Um, and I just love how in this she's like attitude-y and she's like, well, I just met you and you seem to have like no friends at all. She doesn't really when you think about it. Doesn't question and it. She's like, well, what what do you know about love? Because I am in love with Hans and it was true love. It was love at first sight, man, and you know nothing about that. And he like tells her off and then they have the iconic moment of climbing up the mountain and they trip, and all this mess happens, and then they, like, become friends, and, like, agreeable, and I just love it. Just amazing. I love Frozen. I, 
I, love I also love that they're literally. <laughs> I love that they l- choreographed them putting on their harnesses and safety equipment on stage. Yes, I love and it. I, as someone who works in the climbing gym, and as someone who is an avid climber, I was looking at the stage, going, "Okay, like I, they did it really well," and I was like, "All right, like." They obviously had someone from, like, safety come talk to them. Like, it needs to be on like this. needs to look like this. Like, as you're singing, try and make sure that it feels right. Because when you're wearing a harness, I would say a third of it is based on feel. If it doesn't feel right, usually there's something wrong with it. So Yeah. I don't know. Nerdy part of me that saw, like, one part of my hobbies enter my other hobby and I was like oh this is interesting Mm -hmm. all right I also feel like it it gave it another moment to make it feel more real rather than right you're watching well because that's what a story and it's like but no I would want to see them put on the safety gear especially now and seeing what happens in that scene right I wouldn't want to see what would happen if they if you didn't see all this right well what's also cool to see as well is like when you are mountaineering that's literally what you do. Yeah. You tie yourselves together with a rope. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, regardless if there was a fall or not, they are showcasing that that is a reality of what mountaineering looks like. And I have to so say, mad respect to that. One of my favorite parts of this scene, seeing it, is when literally Kristoff and Anna had walked off stage so they could do their costume change. And then, like, literally the minute that they left, you see people running back behind a scrim in yeah. the costume. And I'm like, that's not them. Nope. Espe- especially the night I was there. I don't even, like, I don't know if they had somebody else doing it, but I was like, the height difference is not the same. Can you explain? I know. <laughs> I'm like, it's that's whatever. You, call you suspend it. your disbelief, but, like, I was like, this is funny because I know she's closer in height to him than those two people clearly just were. So I just love that. Um, yeah. I just, I love it. I love Frozen. I also love, um, I love how, um, so the movie only had eight songs. And of the show, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, eight, uh, never mind. There were nine songs that were, um, used in the movie. Some of them, their words changed for the stage show, like for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. The window was open and so is that door. I don't do that anymore. And now there's two nice ladies helping me get dressed. Ooh, here we go. Thanks. So much better than the... I love how... That's how you are introduced to Patty Muir and it's her. She literally wakes up with bedhead. And that yeah, and that's a lake. And then she's like, time to get dressed on stage. Yeah. Also, like a bold choice. Because Have also the way you especially I think it's one of the show I think it was when they did it for the view. I could have mm-hmm. the TV show incorrect because I know that they did they did let it go for a TV show, and they also did for the first time in forever. And I can't believe—I don't remember if they're both the view or what. But like, you can hear the dress hit the microphone mm-hmm. when they put her in the costume on stage. So, like, very bold choice to do it that way instead of having it all 
quick change behind something. Right. And I also think that the two ladies that are on stage helping her are actual dressers, right? I don't think so. I think there's a hidden dresser behind. Oh, um, behind the skirt, behind uh, the. I don't even know what to call that thing. There's a fan. I, I know what you're talking about. With the the yeah, yeah, eyeful yeah. thing that her head pops out of. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe the other two are ensemble members. That's awesome. Which you should know how to, like, you can't rely right. on dressers all the time, especially when it's an on-stage thing. Right. Like, think you sort of, legally blonde in the, the opening number. They change her, the sorority girls change her dress. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's a part of your work that you're around of, so it's it it's not a hard well, and it's something you throw to see. So right, right, right. It's something you see too, is that you're somewhat familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I love the quick changes in that number, and I just love the dress. Like, I love the dresses so much in Frozen. Like my favorite dresses are all the dresses in Frozen, not Frozen Two, but Frozen, uh, the first and the musical. Um, I also wrote, and I have nothing written to verify this, but I have, I have an asterisk. And then I said, out of town had more connections to Frozen 2. And I don't know why I said that, but I think it's because, so in Frozen 1, sorry, rewind. In Frozen the musical, in the beginning, when they realized that Elsa has these powers and gave her sister and hit her sister. Um, mm-hmm. They call the hidden folk, right? Mm-hmm. Which the mom does. The mom does. She knows the special know. song. Why does she know the why special song? Why does she know song? the special song? Because in Frozen 2, we find out why. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> just, just go watch Frozen 2. Um, Disney sponsor us. <laughs> um, but and I, I like that they're not trolls in the musical yeah. because then it makes even more connections to Frozen 2 when they're people as well right it, with, it's magical well and that's, that sort of goes in with your comment that you said earlier it's the, it's the same person who did Frozen 1 the musical and two so it makes sense that she sort of already had these ideas and has thought out the plot line of two all was already in place because that informed how she chose to add little bits yeah. into the musical and I, I think I read somewhere I didn't write this down but I believe um Kristen and well Kristen and Robert they knew the musical was happening so when they were writing the songs for the movie they're writing it for the musical but i also don't remember if it was the first in the musical or the musical in the second mm-hmm. i don't remember but i remember seeing that somewhere that they were like writing them side by side so it was like how do we how do we do this so that they work right in the same format um yeah as beautiful and like seeing that so show i mean you saw it so this is easy to talk about but like in summer when those things pop up out of the ground it's like this is like this so so childish. It's so Disney. It's so fun. It's so fun. Well, because it it looks like a cartoon. The movie version, because it looks like a postcard. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful, so great. I love Frozen. I love Disney. 
I've said that so many times today. We, I think that's how we sign off all of our musicals is we like this yeah. so much. We like this. Well, it's why don't I talk about a musical I don't like on my musical theater podcast? <laughs> that's, I mean... You will not find me talking about We're going to pop up on one shortly. Yeah, and that's, but that's okay. Like, because I... The thing is, is like, I personally like a lot of the performers in that show. Whereas... Yeah. If we were to talk about cats, I would have to specifically talk about the revival and I would be like, I know these two people from the revival and I like them as performers. I hate cats. That would be my conversation. I, I'm going to be not, full, disclosure, full disclosure on this. I've never seen cats. Your soul. I've never listened to the cast mm-hmm. album. So my frame of reference from cats is actually zero. That's fine. Good. That's not even on our list. So we're fine. yeah anything else to say on frozen i just Um, love it my mom thinks it's weird i wish you all could see the videos but like on my wall i have um pardon me my playbills from new york and uh, for my last trip i have the playbill on a piece of sheet music from the show like sometimes like my either my favorite song or like the song i relate to the most and my mom thinks it's really interesting that I use Dangerous to Dream and not let it go. But if we all just listen to my songs, Let It Go is not on that list. It is not. I mean, I well, it's okay. a good song. Casey has a better version than I do now. But to me, like, I love Let It Go because it's from the first movie. Right. And on that list, my only song that was from the first movie was Love's an Open Door, which is different. Yep. So like <laughs> You wanna know about you wanna know who Molly is, just listen to the songs that she referenced. Yes. <laughs> just listen you'll know all you need to know yeah. about Molly. Uh, it's what does Molly know about love? What is true love, but also love's an open door. Well, it's also dangerous to dream, and are you a monster or not? Who knows? Jury's still out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm. This was a show that I was very happy and fortunate to see in New York before it closed. Because if I didn't, I spent the like, same amount of money to see this in New York as I did to see Hamilton on tour. Oh. Wait, and I pay only pay that much for. I don't remember where you said you sat, but in the same game, I, I sat, sat the row of like the loge level. Okay, so I was in the loge level as well, but I was like one price range down because I don't think we paid them. a whole lot. Well, just further back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not the back row, but like yeah. I would say six to eight rows behind where you Which, sat. If anyone knows that's listening knows the St. James, like that loge level, basically the like the front of it sticks so far out that like the front is literally orchestra. It's center orchestra, like on top of the second row of orchestra. So like that costume change happened. Right in front of you. Right in front of me. I could see Casey's eyes. She was staring into my soul. I like to think that because I was also center. So because obviously she was looking, she was looking straight, straight up at me, and she's like, "That girl right there." That's who the show is for. But also because I was <laughs> sobbing. Wait, wait, wait! 
I just remembered this. The when I saw it, I think her son was at the show. Iconic. Because the curtain call. Like she did something where I, that made me think someone she knows is at the show, and then I'm pretty sure it was her son because she did like a little wave and kiss. And I was like, oh, me too. That's horrible. <sighs> and now Patty has a little nugget too. I know. She's, She's actually... so cute. So cute. Yeah. Well, what a what a I cast. Hope everyone from I hope the cast is doing well. I'm very thankful they were able to put on the show. Mm-hmm. For the time that they were gifted. Um, yeah. Anything else to wrap up? Um, revive uh, Waitress and Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Um, I, tr- and- I really c- still kind of hope that my first show back will be Frozen. Will be Frozen. Like I thought it was, I was hoping it was going to be. Um, I was really beginning of the pandemic when things shut down. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that'll be my first show." And now I'm incorrect. But no, um, yeah. Everyone, stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Don't use your hand sanitizer. Use your hand sanitizer. Um, because it's getting colder out. Maybe don't go to a house party. Maybe just don't go to a house party at all. Yeah. And it's really close to, we're getting closer to Thanksgiving, so getting to the hard part of the seasons, you know, it's really hard to be away from family and friends at this time, but, you know, we all kind of have to do it together to to get over COVID. Yeah. So, stay safe, everyone. Love you. Goodbye. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a follow on our Instagram at Molly and Megan MTP and our Twitter at Molly Megan MT Pod. Thanks.